Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Pursuits. I'm Natasha, your host, and I'm here again with Lauren from Fire Moon Astrology. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Good morning. So this episode is going to be coming out on May 16th, Tuesday, if you're listening to it, the day that it drops. And today we are talking about the new moon happening in Taurus on May 19th at 11.53 a.m. Eastern Time. Yes. So we've already kind of talked about new moons in our first episode in general as just a time that's really good for like planting new seeds and starting new things and setting intentions for stuff that you're ready to just make happen, I guess. Um, so we're not going to like dwell on that too much, but I'm super excited to talk about the themes around Taurus and Taurus season in general. I was doing some reflecting this morning and trying to think of what I already know about Taurus um, just as an archetype in the Zodiac and realized that I do actually know several Taurus people <laughs> and was a little bit surprised. Um, but what are the, some of the first things that come to mind for you, Lauren, as someone who actually knows what's going on with all this astrology stuff? So uh, let's see. This new moon is... Um, going to be a lot lighter than than the past uh, full moon in Scorpio and new moon in Aries because the sign of Taurus is ruled by Venus and Venus is one of the benefics. Taurus is also a fixed earth sign so it's very grounded very stable uh, type of um, Venusian energy coming in with the Taurus new moon. Nice. When I think of Taurus or I guess just kind of, unfortunately, like a lot of very basic astrology themes come to my mind from just memes on social media. Mm -hmm. And Taurus can sometimes get kind of like a, a shitty rap as being just like really lazy um, and associated with luxury, which is a little bit reductive. But mm -hmm. <laughs> in a more truthful way, I feel like it's a sign that is associated with comfort mm -hmm. I feel like they appreciate comfort and mm -hmm. it's not because they're lazy like they're more than willing to like work for that but mm -hmm. they have it seems like an innate understanding that we work to live we don't live to work and it's like they're willing to put in the work to achieve a certain level of like comfort or mm -hmm. luxury if you prefer to think of it that way um yeah, yeah and it's not it's not because they're lazy it's just like a good setting of priorities yeah very much the comfort stability is comforting you know so that's why when i say like taurus is you know really about the stability that's where that comes in that's the the thing like the a driving force of of kind of the Taurus mindset is achieving that stability because there's comfort in the stability for sure and security and, you know, all those uh, things that Taurus likes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So one of the big themes with Taurus that we see come up is comfort and stability, which you've talked about and off camera, you were talking about 
how our first episode was the new moon in Aries, and it's just kind of a little bit more of a, a wild energy, that fire sign, passion, and a little bit of chaos. And now we have this new moon in Taurus, which is a much more grounded earth sign kind of thing. What do you think of as kind of the natural transition, I guess, between like a new moon in Aries and this new moon in Taurus? How do you see that change, I suppose? We've gone from like the beginning of the Aries new moon where things uh, may be new and uncertain around that time. and now that we're moving into the we well the sun has moved into this fixed sign of Taurus um the new moon in Taurus is going to bring in the more stabilized energy like a when when things are new like when we're starting new projects or uh, trying to accomplish new goals there are new routines and things like that that kind of can be up in the air and some uncertainty about, you know, how things are going to go, how you're going to manage it, how you're going to handle it. Um, so when the new moon in Taurus comes in, it's bringing a more stabilized energy where maybe you've kind of settled into or starting to settle into a routine and things are becoming a little bit more uh, predictable in a way, a little bit more, um, yeah, basically more predictable and just, uh, settled if that makes sense yeah I think that makes that makes a lot of sense I feel like it's kind of it's a very natural progression to have kind of maybe an airy season this wild idea that you don't know much about yet and maybe you don't have a ton of plants but you are just kind of picking it up and running with it and then maybe now you've been holding it for a few weeks and Taurus season is here and now you have a better idea of the shape of this project that maybe you started or an intention you set back in Aries season or something that you kind of like vaguely decided you wanted to accomplish but maybe you didn't have a really good plan for how yet and now it feels like Taurus season is here to help you build the foundation for that plan and how you're really just going to like make it happen and put down roots um exactly yeah, it has a little bit more shape. Yeah, and one of the things we haven't uh, or I haven't talked about yet is the uh, the moon in the sign of Taurus is actually exalted. So with the moon rules, the sign of Cancer, um, that's its domicile. That's the moon's home where it's most comfortable. But a planet like the moon or any planet in the sign of its exaltation is kind of like the uh, raising up of the planet. It's um, if Cancer is the moon's home, then Taurus is its cozy, very comfortable, like a uh, mountain cabin. <laughs> the moon's <laughs> vacation home. Yeah, the moon's vacation home. Um, so, like, if it's if yeah, it's not in its own home, but it's just equally as comfortable in the sign of Taurus. And one of the, when you're talking about routines and things like that, um, one of the reasons why is that like the moon itself is ever changing and always moving, but it's doing it um, in a, in a very routine way, a very predictable cycle um, that the moon goes through. And so that's why it's so comfortable and um, considered exalted in the sign of Taurus, because it's the, um, 
stability and comfort that you find in those natural rhythms and cycles um, that the moon has in the sign of Taurus. That makes sense? Yeah. Sorry, I got a little distracted by it sounds like an elephant upstairs. Um, Okay. We've had a lot of distractions here today. Cannot even remember what I was just talking about, but that's that's fine. That's we life. Were, <laughs> we were talking about stability, and our, but all of our animals are like, we'll have none of this today. <laughs> yeah, they are not vibing with tourist season for sure. It is wild, wildness around here. Um, but yeah, so I guess first, really quick, let's recap, try, try and get ourselves back on track a little bit. We've been talking about Taurus. This episode is about the new moon in Taurus. So your traditional new moon themes around setting intentions, starting new things and all of that. And Taurus is here as kind of this really stable energy to maybe if you have new intentions you want to set, that's great. But also even if you just have intentions from the previous season, like from Aries season that you started and you just want to continue to shore up and make more stable, that's something else that you can like come back to again during this new moon time. But we've also just been talking a lot about Taurus in general and some of the themes around that archetype of the Zodiac. And we've talked about the idea of comfort and working to live and not living to work. Yeah. What are some other just like really quickly some basic Taurus traits or themes that you associate? Well, with Venus being the ruler of Taurus, if you're looking just at the planet Venus itself, um, Venus often is thought of as the planet of love, um, relationships, harmony. Uh, so those are some other themes that uh, Taurus season can bring in and the Taurus new moon can bring in. And uh, as far as like relationships and love, it doesn't have to be a romantic type of relationship or love. It can just be um, kind of a harmony or flow between two people. That's you know a platonic type of relationship that that you get through Taurus. And other Venusian type themes are just uh, you know self care taking care, you know, taking care of yourself, taking time to enjoy some of the simpler but finer things in life as well. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And like we always associate, or well, not always, but um, we frequently associate romance with the idea of like, a sexy romantic love or whatever now. But romance hasn't always had that specific connotation too. And it, it has often in the past been associated just like more broadly with the idea of like beauty and something that is sensual, but not necessarily sexual. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that resonates a lot with Taurus and the idea of just like enjoying simple physical earthly pleasure that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be um, sex, even though that, is always an option, I suppose, but, yeah. uh, you know, we yeah. don't have to limit ourselves to a single experience of, um, romance and beauty. And that's, that's what I think of a lot with Venus is it's just so much more than, uh, yeah, because desire doesn't always have to 
have to do with uh, a sexual desire, um, you know, so I think Taurus really embodies the, um, the need to kind of fulfill the, the senses. Yes. Yeah. And kind of satiate desires by experiencing them through, you know, the different senses, like taste that's why Taurus is often associated you know with being kind of like the foodie in a way um you know really liking the comfort type foods it's about experiencing those types of things Taurus also rules the throat um and so music speaking um those types of things you know listening to music that's another way to um kind of satiate the Torian desires, I guess. Yeah. Like any kind of just like indulgence in mm-hmm. art and beauty for the sake of art and beauty. Yeah. That's self care, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So just a lot of feel good vibes, it seems like this time around. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have like the new moon in Aries um, and it, like, the last two the new moon and full moon both ruled by Mars, especially the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, you know, we're talking about bringing up difficult topics and, and things of that nature that may have came up. I know some things came up for me that I wasn't expecting, kind of felt like out of left field, but you don't have that, that vibe with the new moon and Taurus. It's like, um, it's good. It's a good, it's a good vibe. Yeah. Time for a little bit of, rest and recovery from whatever exciting or things may have been going on in your life over the the past few weeks and it's really important i think just like in the cycle of things to to remember to come back down sometimes Mm -hmm. like yeah it's normal periods of of just a lot a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff going on and then reminder that it's like "Ah, take a breather for yourself yeah Yeah, when mm mm-hmm when things come up, um, maybe unexpectedly, it, it can, you know, feel destabilizing in a way. But as you kind of, I guess, have worked, maybe worked through it and coming out the other side with this new moon eclipse, feel more self-assured maybe Yeah. with this new moon as to what direction and, you know, where you're going or just, or just a general feeling of being more self-assured about about who you are and what you want and those types of things that's very venusian and very torian being like we talked about that earlier just being sure knowing what you want and going after it yeah and especially just like around conversations with just desire in general like being okay with wanting something Mm -hmm. like if that makes sense Sometimes it feels like, oh, I shouldn't want this thing, like, for whatever reason, like, I don't know, old shitty story someone told you about not deserving a thing or, like, or it's selfish to, like, want something. Yeah, I think Taurus, like, really is an opportunity to examine what you want and give yourself permission to want it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. I personally don't have any Taurus placements, but I, I love the sign of Taurus. It's... it's- I mean, well, how can you not? <laughs> right? 
yeah i don't i don't have any tourist placements either i like checked earlier and i think i have like one random asteroid or something there mm-hmm. that's it but yeah in reflecting i realized it's like ooh, i really like tourist people though yeah <laughs> it's just very like calm and, and practical and yeah 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 that makes sense like, like they give me permission to want things for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> or to be comfortable yeah i i get that i get that Let's talk about Taurus and the tarot. In the tarot, the Hierophant is the card that is traditionally associated with the sign of Taurus. And in the RWS deck, it looks a lot like um, a popish figure with two people standing in front of him. And in older decks like the Tarot de Marseille, it is literally called the Pope instead of the Hierophant. And the Hierophant is often associated with kind of like a teacher figure, I guess. And the connotations are usually one of tradition, of this is the way things have always been done, kind of. And these are kind of like old-fashioned definitions. A lot of people have been coming up with more creative interpretations for this card in recent years to just kind of distance it a little bit from colonization and the patriarchy and uh, Christianity specifically in, in out of a desire to make the tarot more accessible to people from all cultures and all walks of life. I think what it goes back to is regardless of, or what you're trying to say is regardless of whatever the structure is, whether it be religious, spiritual, ancestral the they all they all have a structured type of foundation around them whatever it is that you're you're following whatever background you come from or whatever spiritual practice or you do or don't have having kind of that structure and routine about it kind of filtering in some of the traditional ways from wherever whatever tradition you're pulling from um yeah yeah i think it i think it's starting to make sense to me now in my head um because there are lots of cards in the major arcana that i feel like you could view as kind of like teachers in some capacity or so let's see so Like the high priestess, for example, is someone who is connected with their intuition or for for some folks, depending on your your belief or whatever, with the divine or spirits or something beyond. Um, It's a very like intuitive, deep level of knowing. And that's where when you're working with high priestess, like those lessons are coming from. It's coming. It's like, what what am I learning from my intuition, from spirit? if you will, or, or whatever. And then you have the hermit who is someone who goes into isolation in order to learn from themselves. And it's usually like an, another, like an internal deep dive mm-hmm. where you're trying to figure out what you already know outside of the influence of other people or other society, um, the desires of society for you. And then I feel like the Hierophant is a teacher who is coming from this very stable accumulation of knowledge over time 
One of my favorite depictions of the Hierophant right now is in the Fifth Spirit Tarot. And on this card, the Hierophant is a librarian, which I love because it's instead of it being necessarily a, a religious figure, this librarian is the guardian of the knowledge that we have accumulated and preserved for the future in a very like secular way, in a very grounded way that feels very Torian yeah. to me. It's like, this is our, this is what we have saved up and we can build on and we can add to this library. Um, but it gives us like this very solid grounded starting place for our journey. But yeah, I feel like that makes sense. Hierophant mm-hmm. and Taurus is the accumulation and implementation of knowledge in a very structured practical way Mm -hmm. yeah and one of my favorite sayings about the sign of taurus because taurus is you know of course it's the bull in the zodiac and i always say to people that are tauruses and and it always really resonates with them you can not lead a bull to water nor can you make it drink because it's not going to do, well, you know what I mean? You're, you're not going it, to, it's not an easily movable sign. It like we were talking about earlier, it really likes to settle into that um, comfort and, and knowing of what knowledge has already been accumulated. Not that Tauruses don't learn new things that they don't change, but you're not going to persuade a Taurus that person does not want to be persuaded. Yeah. If they're not open to it, it's not. So in that way, um, you can see kind of how maybe it is, or, well, it is very much related to, to religion in a way, because a lot of religions are very fixed in their nature. There's not a lot of wiggle room, even though there might be a lot of interpretations within the various sects there's there's not a whole lot of wiggle room for what what is and what what isn't yeah change isn't impossible but it does tend to come very slowly and very much on on their own terms yeah in regards to like religious organizations or whatever yeah or any type of tradition um yeah it's not something that is just going to change overnight yeah another keyword that i feel like comes up a lot for Taurus is as that sign of the bull is the idea of stubbornness mm-hmm. <laughs> which of course like can sometimes be not great if you're like being stubborn and like unwilling to change like like regardless of the circumstances yeah but in a more positive trait I feel like stubbornness and Taurus also can translate to just like great follow-through mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're not flighty so it's like yeah once once they've set their mind to something, it's like, this is a thing that needs to get done mm-hmm. or just like a goal that they want or have. Yeah. It seems like it's an archetype that's very good at like following through and just getting it done. Whereas me as like an air sign, <laughs> really good <laughs> at starting and not very good at finishing things. So yeah, that's another thing that I really admire. You're and, what you're what we in the South call a fart in a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> I've never 
heard that. You've term. never heard that expression. <laughs> Can you say it again? A, a fart in a whirlwind. Oh my gosh. Just getting, no. just blown around. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a fart in a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah that's an expression you use for somebody that's like very flighty and and you just like you never know which way it's gonna blow um. that is hilarious and now going to be a staple of my vocabulary but that's fantastic i also like to envision it because like I'm, i have a lot of air in my chart but uh my aries rising i feel like also features a lot so i imagine a lot is like taking a can of hairspray and like spraying it at a lighter it's just mm-hmm. a big bright torch of a flame but it doesn't mm-hmm. last very long <laughs> yeah oh that's funny but yeah like uh you were saying i was going to talk about the um the elemental nature of taurus being earth um you know and if you think about the different elements air it's an easily movable um element water also pretty fluid and and movable as well fire fires can can be both fixed or movable um in nature but but earth itself uh, to move earth especially very fixed solid earth it takes a lot more effort than it does to maybe move water or move fire or move air so that's uh just more of the um, nature of Taurus being that fixed earth sign. Harder yeah. to move. If you think yeah. of it, just like physical, physically moving of the <laughs> elements. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it requires a lot of effort. Um, uh-huh. And that could be something to think on too, if you're like, maybe an intention you want to set for this new moon is to set some kind of boundary um for yourself with others like it seems like that would be a really good time mm-hmm. uh, to do that kind of just like tapping into that immovable sturdy stand your ground kind of energy mm-hmm. um all right so let's see we've talked about a lot of tourist themes um this episode hopefully we can get them into some kind of coherent order Hope uh, so. in editing <laughs> But let's try and put together a tarot spread real quick. Um, great. <laughs> I feel like there are a couple different directions we could go with this as just a Taurus themed spread in general. I'm curious, what do you feel like is the biggest Taurus theme showing up for you right now in this season? Like, is it that stubbornness aspect? Is it the idea of balancing work and life so that you can make more time to lean into the comfort of living, the joys of living? Are you asking me, myself, or are you asking generally, like the <laughs> listener? I'm you, sorry. You. I me. I'm I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> I am looking to settle more into a, a more comfortable routine, I guess where things flow a little bit easier, which is yeah. very, that sounds very, yeah, very tourist. Yeah. Comfortable yeah, that feels... routine. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. Perfect. So let's see. Let's put together a spread about comfort. I like it. 
do, I love do, it. Do, do. Let's see. Um, how you, you might be able to hear little clicky clacking noises. I'm like typing these questions down so that I don't forget them later. Um, <laughs> how can I I'm trying to think about all of the things that we talked about around comfort and some of the ideas that come up around that. So like, we'll refine this in a minute, but like, what are the obstacles, I guess, that keep me from leaning into comfort? And also just the idea of giving ourselves permission to desire things, um, to desire good things for ourselves. Let's see. So what are the obstacles that keep me from leaning into comfort? How can I give myself permission to pursue comfort? Um, some ideas around like what is here to help me. Mm, let's see. If we're talking about obstacles, I think it's worth asking what is here to help me overcome those obstacles. Maybe we can ask what area of our life mm, scatterbrained this morning. Let's see. Uh, I kind of think of like how do you create structure that's not rigid in a way that will allow you to flow kind of naturally. Yeah. So yeah. Like where can I add structure in my life that will make it easier to find comfort? Because so much, oftentimes it's, it's not just buy the roses and eat the chocolate. It's how can we set up our life in a way that allows for more room to pursue the things that nourish us Mm -hmm. so that we're not just kind of like burning out like a bright star um and then (laughs) being like okay well now i have to rest and recover um because i have no choice it's like how can we build that into our lives so that um we we know that we're going to have moments to recover if possible yeah like obviously there's a little bit of privilege in that but any little thing Mm -hmm. that we can do okay how about this what obstacles are between me and pursuing comfort? How can I remove or balance those obstacles? Because sometimes we can't always just knock things down. Sometimes we just have to kind of like work with the stuff that's in our way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't change the moon cycle. You just have to learn how to work with what's yeah. in it. <laughs> and then where can I add structures in my life that will make it easier to find comfort when I need it? And what can help support that structure? Does that make sense? That sounds great. I'm excited to pull for this, but I'm going to do that later. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, my brain has had such a a go of it this morning. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm going to shuffle a couple cards and we'll see what comes up. But I'm going to keep this kind of brief. This is just an example of what could come up in the spread and kind of just how I work with these cards sometimes. So what obstacles are between me and pursuing comfort? And I'm just going to draw one card and I have the emperor. So 
maybe the obstacle is feeling like you need to be in charge and on top of things all of the time and like everything is your responsibility. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a big presumption that you have to take care of everything or it won't get done, I feel like. Uh, How can we remove or balance that obstacle? The Queen of Swords, which I feel like is just a very practical figure who uses logic to recognize that (laughs) if we take a break for five minutes, the world won't stop spinning. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Where can I add structures in my life that will make it easier to find comfort when I need it? The Eight of Cups. Sometimes you just have to walk away from shit. Um, Yeah. The Eight of Cups to me is like, that's the card that says, fuck it. (laughs) And I feel like sometimes we just have to accept that like, maybe the dishes can be undone for a night, you know, take a bath instead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Take care of yourself. Soothe your anxious nervous system if if that's what it needs. Yeah. Where can I add structures in my life that will make it easier to find comfort when I need it? Eight of Cups. Yeah, just knowing when it's when sometimes you need to walk away. And also that walking away doesn't mean you can't come back. Mm-hmm. So for example, those dishes, if you're walking away for just yeah. a couple hours or for the night to like go to bed because you need the rest or something, you can always come back to it in the morning. Walking away doesn't have to be forever. And so yeah. And what can yep. help support that structure? What can help us know when we need to walk away. Seven of Pentacles. Which is kind of like a card of growth or like slow and steady progress. Um, and when I think about growing a plant, like you don't stand over it the entire time and <laughs> uh, watch it grow. Um, you can walk away from a project for a moment and it's not going to disappear or immediately wither and die. Um, Which I don't know, maybe the plant analogy isn't great for, for listeners who feel like they have a black thumb, but (laughs) (laughs) if anything, I would say that a lot of times people with black thumbs, especially with house plants, what they're doing is they are over caring for their plant. Overwatering kills just as many plants as underwatering. Um, so yeah it kind of reminds me of like the uh the helicopter yeah. mom too you know you need to like take a break sometimes <laughs> um and it's important to remember that things yeah not everything just stops happening if we give ourselves time for to to walk away and pursue our own thing or to be comfortable for a moment yeah sometimes especially like just because we're talking about structure if you set up the structures to help support that thing so that it can stand on its own without you having to hold it all of the time that's that's important and that's something i guess to just keep in mind when we set up routines and structures in our life as well is like is this going to help a process run on its own if possible mm-hmm. even if it's just for like a little bit but yeah there you go just a quick quick example you can always pull more cards for some of these questions like what obstacles are between me and pursuing comfort you could pull like one to three cards if you wanted I just didn't want to talk forever here at the end. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a quick example. And we'll have a little graphic awesome. linked up in the show notes. Uh-huh. And I think that's about all we have. I guess just remind everybody where they can find you. 
I am on Instagram at Fire Moon Astrology. I am also on uh, TikTok at Fire Moon Astrology. You're probably just going to get mostly like kind of funny meme type <laughs> videos over there. It's just fun. Um, and you can also reach me at firemoon.astro at gmail.com uh, for readings. Woohoo! definitely go give Lauren a follow everywhere that you can find her and that's all we have for you today take care folks take care bye 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 <laughs>